Welcome back, another Homes on Homes podcast. Today we're going to be talking about renovations in the COVID period. What is, what is in trend, what the hell is changing and what we're going to do about it and what we should actually be learning. Today we have Andre from Sosna Renovations, my son Michael. I don't want to say junior, he doesn't want it. It's Michael Holmes. Well, you can call me. It, it, it's just, it's easier if everyone just calls me Michael. I like it. And, and really, that's all that matters, right? I know, but you're my son. No, like, you can call me that, but like you guys at home, please just call me Michael. Tell him. Tell him. Call me Michael. Andre, how yes, the hell sir. are you? Good, thank you, Mike. How are you? I'm good. What are you seeing in trends since COVID? What are the changes? What's happening? Well, a lot of people are working from home, so they want to make it more comfortable. They see their kitchens all day long now, and... They use their bathrooms all day long now. So of course they want to make them more comfortable, useful, functional. Uh, that's one thing that I see. Another thing, a lot of people want to create a work area in their homes now, like in a separate private office. Office, right. okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for each partner, everyone, you know, now if there's two partners that's working right. from home, you need your own offices. That's right. And you throw kids into the mix. Yeah. That's a, it becomes complicated. Yeah. What's really happening is that everyone's home and has been home for a while. A lot of people working from home for the company. Even in my company, a lot of people are at home working in my company. Because of that, they're traveling less, they're saving more money, and they are, like Andre said, looking at the kitchen. Let's do it in the kitchen. The backyard seems to be the massive trend right now that everyone wants a pool, a hot tub, a closed in area, a getaway zone, a love zone, a wine zone. We can call it so many different zones, which you've heard me say on the show so many times. And Michael's laughing over there right now. I don't know if you noticed, but my son looks pretty good today. Oh, wow. And because he looks so good, Henry's donated all these lights for what we do in this podcast. And I have to thank Henry's because they make my son look good. Thank you, Henry. Thank you, Henry's. <laughs> Andre, would you agree with the backyard being number one? I know basements, bathrooms, kitchens, but I have to say it's the backyard is number one trend right now. I would agree. Um, I would agree now because summer is now. When winter comes, things will change. We'll go back indoors. That's right. Well, I know personally, I spent a lot of time, a lot of money on my own backyard. You know, we did our garden. We decided we want a backyard oasis. We want different zones, like my dad says. If you're spending a lot of time at home, you want different experiences. You don't want to become bored of being at home. The importance of having an at-home office uh, or two at-home offices, an area where your kids can play, that you can still monitor them, and then an area where, you know, whether you have kids or not, where you can go and have that romantic time, that special time with your partner. Yeah, we find that many of our clients' kids are teenagers, and um, parents want to attract kids to spend more time in their home with their parents so they ask us to create dedicated areas for their kids to bring their friends over, to play games, to watch movies, so they feel like their kids are with them in the house instead of them going to see their friends into someone else's mm -hmm. homes. So that's another trend that we see that parents want to create an area in the house that would attract their own children to spend more time in their home. You know, I, I think it's been a wonderful experience for parents and, and kids to be together. And at the same time, it's probably been a train wreck because, you know, the kids are not in school. The parents are trying to work. 
uh, whether or not they're at home working or they're going to the office still. And because of that, the sacrifices come into play. That means taking care of the kids. That means uh, homeschooling, making sure the kids are on the computer. So it, it, isn't just, it isn't just about the trends, it's about the times and, and, and what has happened within our families. However, I got a lot of concerns and a lot of concerns that I have is that this has been the one time period, probably in the last, since I was a kid, that families are staying home so much they don't realize the consequences of staying indoors all the time. When I say consequences, I'm talking about clean indoor air quality. Minimum code, somewhat airtight of a home. And as soon as you're too airtight, you have to have an HRV, heat recovery ventilation, or an ERV, energy recovery ventilation. Everyone should have one or the other, I don't care. Everyone should have one. I don't think we know enough that with our family staying home, that 80% of all the homes in Canada, United States, have poor indoor air quality, that we're seeing a rise in bronchitis, a rise in asthma, a rise in allergies that are crazy. There's all kinds of people in the mall here today, which is great, and I love it because they're all standing outside watching us. What do you think about this? Are you trying to educate homeowners about indoor air quality when they're asking you for a renovation? Oh, absolutely. Um, especially, um, we find that um, People have a perception that when they away from their house to a cottage or to a getaway, they seem to uh, lower their air conditioning if it's a summertime, or they uh, they change their setting on their thermostat because they're not at home, and it changes relative humidity in the house, and they don't realize it because while they're away. Even in the summertime, their house has too much humidity. It will affect their finishes because our homes mostly build with wood. And if there is too much humidity, it may cause even mold growth in some areas and, and, and stale. And that will affect the air quality. So Mr. Holmes, what is the average humidistat or humidity we want in our home? Oh, God. It's a shot in the dark here. Here. Between 30, 40, between 30, 40% off the top of my head. So 40 is the number we're looking for, yeah. and that is a natural uh, hu humidity level. When it is so hot out like it is today, and the humidity level is in the 40-something degree Celsius range, that's a high humidity. When we have so much humidity, what happens inside our home? I don't know if anyone's noticed you're wearing slippers, you're walking around and your slippers are sticking to the floor. Your hands are sticking to the handrail going up the stairs. These are signs that humidity is too high in your home. When humidity is too high in your home, we get expansion in all the wood. And then all of a sudden, winter comes in, we turn on the furnace and it pulls out that humidity and we go right down to low humidity where everything starts to shrink. It starts to contract. And when it contracts, what happens is we break the, the caulking that we did on our trim, paint starts to peel, cracking within the plaster. Dry, and people always say to me, why is my plaster cracking? Why, why is my, my trim cracking? My tile, my grout. Everything, expansion and contraction. So high humidity, expansion. Low humidity, contraction.
How do we solve that? Well, by good air ventilation, by HRV, by uh, running the proper temperature in the house, not lowering or burning the house while you're going away. A proper wall assembly. Yeah. Proper wall assembly. One, number one, we're, we're not the backwards type, we're the type of people. So mechanical is the number one answer. We need to mechanically control it. But like my son said, if the wall assembly far exceeds a minimum code, then our mechanical systems don't have to work so hard. So as simple as running your fan, even in the summer, uh, if you don't want to spend the money on the air conditioning is really important. And that means that we're gonna want a high efficiency furnace, which pulls the fresh air from outside, cycles it through. <coughs> Doesn't mean you're turning your furnace on in the summer. It means you're running your fan, which will pull that fresh air in and cycle the air in your home. Little things like upstairs, opening up your window, a crack, just a crack. But in order to do that, you have to inject cool. So it's a science that says, is it working? If we close all our windows and we run our mechanicals, we can control the humidity in our home. Simple. Air conditioning, you'll notice this. Turn on the air conditioning, put it at 20 degrees Celsius and or 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And all of a sudden, the floors aren't sticking anymore. The handrail's not sticking. And these are signs of high humidity. Pay attention to that. Now, I think something we're all kind of dancing around here is now spending a lot more time at home. It's things to think about, indoor air quality, your layout in your home, the different zones, the experience for your kids, for your partner. All of these things are important. So now we're seeing new trends where there's offices, where there's an entertainment area for your kids, uh, where you have a backyard area that you can you know, feel like you're kind of escaping your house. Indoor air quality being a very important part of that because now that we are spending more time in our house, sure. we need to think of things like low to zero VOC paint, VOC free products. Um, you know, furniture, carpet. Furniture, carpet. Et cetera. Yeah, your furnace filter, changing that. It's, it's a, you know, a holistic point of view. It's not just one thing. You gotta take all of these things as a whole and approach it that way. Now, as a renovator, as a contractor, what's the biggest, are, are you seeing a lot of people saying, I know you've said offices, entertainment zone. Is there like a, a whole trend that you're seeing everyone lean to or is it just kind of like, I need a place to work and I need a place for my kids? Uh, yeah, and and I need a place uh, to a lot a lot of people wanting gyms to the exercise areas right. because they stay in a house, everything is locked in lockdown. So they need a place to work. They need a place to chill and to exercise and stay healthy, and they need to have their family to be close to them. Right. That's what I would say. Major trends. You know, I see this as being the new era, the new normal, the new norm. Is that we need to start designing homes with all these functions, with a real office, maybe to get away for husband and wife to work at home, because I see the future happening this way. I see less commercial buildings. I see a problem for all shopping malls, which they should turn into condos, which is another subject in the future. What we need to do is evaluate what's happening now and forecast the future. Those who can forecast the future can actually make money doing this and save problems, family issues for families. You said it, they want to work out at home. They want to have an office to work, at, work with. They want to have a kid's room so they're not running all over the house. They have a, a place to play on their own. 
whether it's a, a tree fort. When you were a kid, what did I build you? Tree fort. A big tree fort. Big one. And then a jungle gym. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. when I was a kid, that's what I built myself. Yeah. With knowing all of this, we talked about an ERV, an HRV, heat recovery ventilation. I think we all need to actually make sure that we at least have, no matter what, even if you have these, an air cleaner in your home. Go to the big box store, go to any, any Canadian Tire, I love Canadian Tire, and buy yourself an air cleaner that cleans 99.99% of the air. If you're doing renovations, you want an air cleaner, like I freak at my guys if they don't have it. We want to clean the air always. If you, especially if you have kids, we tend to think about the kids. If you don't have kids, we don't normally think about ourselves because we can't see what's in the air. That's something that I would like to push. Now, I don't know if anyone knows this. Andre is a Homes Approved renovator. Uh, I love it because Mike Holmes inspection goes in and actually documents two times for every renovation he does. He's proud of what he does. And I'm told that you don't want any advertisement. What do you want in your life here? Referrals? Referrals. Just referrals. Just referrals. And you know how to get referrals? By doing a good job. By doing it right the first time by making it right, by caring about what you do. And, and that's why you are working with us. That's why we are working with you. Trends. Okay. And a lot of people don't know too, the Homes Approved program, is that we actually came to Andre. Andre doesn't come to us and say, hey, can I apply to be a part of this program? We find good builders, we find good contractors, and that's how we have this team that works so well together. Which works for everyone. I talk about a win, win, win. I win, you win, homeowners win. Three wins. So when I say I, say we. Yeah, of course, I get it, I get yeah. it. You and yeah. I, yeah. and Sherry, yeah. and Amanda, yeah. and the rest of the family. And the, and the company, but we all win. The point is, is that we're creating a team here because we see the trends, we see the changes, and we know the consumer, they want a, a contractor they can trust. They want a contractor who can tell you what you need without knowing what you need themselves. So. That's why we work with people like you. Okay, so for just a moment, because I like to do these things, we're all talking about what's happened due to COVID. We're talking about the trend changes because of COVID. What is the possible future? So with that, I'm gonna challenge you both. Michael, we'll start with you. What do you see in the next five years of what we need in a home other than what we've discussed? Other than what we've discussed, okay, there's offices, there's a gym, there's your outdoor zones, uh, a getaway. That's a, that's a good question. I know you have the answer, so. No, it was just a question. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, again, we looking at it from like a holistic point of view, we need all the things that we, you know, when we're put into a situation where we're told you're not allowed to leave your home, or you're not supposed to leave your home, and if you want to work out, you want that. You need an area where you can continue to work and pay your bills. Um, you need all of those things. So it's like you always say, you plan 10 steps ahead. We've, we see these trends now. It's planning to work from home. You know, companies now know uh, they can reduce their overhead, that productivity doesn't reduce when people are working from home. So there's a lot of changes happening, you know, for the good as well. Uh, but I, I feel like you're getting to something that I'm I not am. touching. So, Do you see, for the last many years, people have been jumping from house to house. Why? Because they're mm. making money. They're growing. 
is there something that we should add to this formula that is not minimum code that I've talked about for years for the next five to 10 years? You're talking uh, living in a house that you can be born in, grow old in. That's exactly what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Do you see that, Andre? In other words, no matter what you're doing, because I think we keep forgetting things that are happening here. We want a new kitchen, we want a new bathroom, we want a backyard, we want a kid's room. This is the subject we've had for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> but we're forgetting one thing. If, if this is the new norm that we're gonna be staying home and the prices are so high to move, are we forgetting to do one thing? Think about our future, not just an indoor air quality, everything else, but a bedroom downstairs and not just upstairs. The possibility of getting older in your home, the door should be at least 36 inches wide. Every door, at least. You know, in the United States, most of their exterior doors are 42 inches wide. Did you know that? No. Almost every door in the U.S. are 42 inches wide. Why? Curb appeal. They want a big door. They want a grand door. Here, what's minimum code? 32. 32. See, here's the thing. Like, all this aside, we've been talking about this for years. And, you know, I say we, you started it. But we've been talking about this for years. We need to build better. Homes and Homes Season 1. We said you need to have a home that you can be born in and that you can die in. You want a home that, you know, we're looking at, okay, here's an area that maybe we can retrofit an elevator in or a lift in later. Or here's an area where you can have a first floor laundry room. We as a society, we're not thinking long term enough. We're, we're thinking so short term. Like, what's the flavor of the week? What color should I paint my house? What, what countertop should I put on? And Concrete. What my cap no, we need to think long term. This is our problem is we're too spur of the moment. You think about your family. Think about your future. Think about what you've learned from your past and try and make that change. Andre, based on what Michael just said and what I'm trying to say, do you think that is a reflection of what we should be doing for the future? Absolutely. And uh, many of our clients ask us these questions and ask us to design solutions that will work for them after 10, 15, 20 years down the road, like curbless showers, for example. You know, they can walk in and to shower now, but is it gonna be the case after 15 years? And may, a lot of our work now, it's already focused on down the road, 15, 20 years. What's it gonna be like when people grow old in their kitchen? But you know what, it's not just about growing old, which is my subject at the moment. It's about, what we're used to doing. The only reason we had a curb in the shower was to hold the water in, right? Mm -hmm. Was to make it watertight. But today we've got products on the market that give us a water resistant floor, pretty much waterproof. Mm -hmm. The Schluter world that I've always promoted, that orange stuff that everyone tries to talk about painting on, but you can't paint it. That was the beginning when I first told the world about Schluter. The Dietcher, the Curdy. Having a curbless shower means safety. I've met people and know people that have tripped and fallen in the shower and died. And I'm not kidding, uh, friends and family, people I know, it's about safety. It's not just about getting old. Kids won't slip, kids won't fall, kids won't trip. The more seamless floors that we have, the less trip hazards we're going to have. Mm -hmm. So it isn't just about getting old and stepping over that curb or possibly being in a wheelchair. It's about a safety of possibly tripping on it. 
And that is a factor that we need to actually think of. So for me personally, this is just like, the more we do, the more we, we, we do for us. And I'm gonna have to say that if we focus on a home like this, everyone's gonna wanna buy it. Do you agree? Totally. Why not? Exactly. Because a guy like me is gonna look at that, oh, curbless showers, no transitions in the floor, seamless. All doors are 36 inches, minimum, by the way. Imagine, you know, think about how many times you've moved furniture around your house or you tried to move, uh, move a fridge or whatever you're doing. If you tried to move that with minimum code, these narrow doorways, it is a pain. You're like, okay, no, we gotta bring it back out. It didn't fit that way. We gotta try and turn it. Okay, now you go up, I go down. If we just plan, if we think ahead and we stop rushing things, like my dad says, slow down we can build a home the right way that will last, that you can age in and enjoy. That's a great example as to why are our door openings not 40 inches minimum? Why? I think because we're trying to fit so many homes in, you know, we're trying to build these narrow homes, we're, trying to th we're thinking more, 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 we're thinking quantity over quality and how can we produce more and fit more people in these neighborhoods rather than thinking about how can we fit a family and that's going to last in this home. It's funny how we continuously step in strange directions. Years ago, we built houses that had living room, dining room, like everything was a room. There was a door to the room. There was a hallway when you walked in the house. There was a door to every room. It's not like years ago that it was a bigger home for people that had money, even though that home years ago was so cheap. It was that when we changed the house design and made it smaller, but still tried to keep major rooms in your home, all the doors got smaller. Why? So today we want open concept, but still all the doors, bathroom, 28 inches. Minimum code, by the way, 28 inches in the bathroom. Should it be 28 inches? Can no. a wheelchair get through 28 inches? No. Why isn't it 36? Why isn't every door 36? Minimum code. People built a minimum code, which, you know what? I know we, we need a minimum code, and don't get me wrong, I know we need a minimum code, but we can build better. We know we should have a bathroom door. Why isn't every home wheelchair accessible? What does that tell you? Uh, that's because I think we are creatures of habit. We are doing over and over the same thing just because we're used to it. Mm -hmm. And until somebody tells us, or until we come, we face a problem. Homeowners, contractors, we're all creatures of habit. The only thing that's made the change in this, we'll call it genre, is because of television. It's like, oh, look at that guy on television or that girl on television. I love that kitchen, HGTV. I love that living room. I want that backyard. I want that deck. That genre has now changed the way we think, but we still are creatures of habit. We still think, you know, we need the kitchen, we need the dining room, we need the living room, we want the backyard, but we don't think about the doors. We don't think about longevity. We don't think about insulation on the outside. We don't think about protecting the house from the outside before you do the kitchen, right? How many people do the kitchen before the roof? Oh, How many people? A lot, I'd say the majority. I mean, it's only become more sensible, I think, because of the show, because now we're talking about, you know, we need to work from the outside in. I don't know how many times we go talk to people and say, you know, imagine spending 50 to $100,000 on a kitchen. Then you have a roof leak and all of a sudden that affects your kitchen. You need to tear part of it out. 
you have an electrical fire or a plumbing leak or you know maybe your tiles pop because you're not using an uncoupling membrane underneath your tile. There's, there's so many things we talk about and this goes back to creatures of habit. Like you were saying before, the curbs, curbs in the showers or the tiles. You know, we, we talk all the time, there's a tile setter will say, well, I've been doing this for 50 years or a contractor will say, I've been doing this for 50 years and it's worked, there's been no problems. Okay, but times change and we learn things. We learn how to do things better. Now we can do curbless showers with, with a pre-sloped pan and we can do a waterproof system in our bathroom. We need to teach ourselves. We need to ask questions. We need to challenge the status quo and say, we can do better. Plus said, the status quo, that means challenge everyone. Yeah. That's what it means. Challenge everyone. I think that's what happened when this Homes on Home show came out a long time ago. A long time ago. And you were challenging everyone. And I was challenging everyone. Andre, do you love your job? I love my job. And Absolutely. that, you know, you're humble, you're sitting there comfortable, you're calm, and I can tell you love your job, and that's really what that makes the difference. We need people that love their job. Without people that love their job, here's the greatest example I can give before we go. We have two chefs. One loves to cook, one hates to cook. What burger do you want to eat? <laughs> that's an easy question. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Because <laughs> the other one, he's picking his nose. He's dropped it on the floor. You're going to eat that burger? <laughs> I mean, maybe if I'm hungry. but. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, thanks for being part of this. This is a subject that I would like to continue. Mr. Holmes, love you, man. And I'm glad you're here. You and too, Henry's man. lights made you look really good. Look at that hair on that guy. Thank look you, at the man. hair. This is all the lighting. I don't actually have all this hair. This is just lighting. Uh -huh. That's a lot of hair. That's a lot That's of hair. That's COVID-19 inches long. I, I think he's envious. Yeah. He's got a lot, lot of hair. Look at that. <laughs> no, but it's, I've let it grow a bit. Jesus. I like it long. You know, people for years, everyone's like, did you, he, your, your dad's bald. Did he get hair implants? No, he's always had hair. He just cuts it short. And I people, cut it really short. When you started to grow it out, everyone was shocked. They're like, oh my God, Mike Holmes has got hair. I don't really have hair. You have a ton Let's of hair. Let's get out of that. We'll see you next time on the next Holmes podcast. Keep making it right. Thank we'll, you. We'll talk more about his hair then. Thanks for having me. No more hair talk. <laughs>